Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. RNZ Pacific News, Talofa, I'm Lydia Lewis. Topping priorities for the newly installed Tuvalu government is climate change and sea level rise. The government says they pose existential threats to the well-being, security and livelihood of the people. Don Wiseman has more. The new government, under the stewardship of Filetti Teo, says in a statement that addressing climate change and mitigating the effects of rising sea levels are of utmost importance for it. It says it will provide every available form of support and aid, including efforts to minimise the impact of tidal surges. The government hopes to improve shipping services and also wants to look at electoral reform. It says it supports its special relationship with Taiwan and the broad aims of the Tuvalu Australian Falapili Union. But it says the initiative lacked transparency, which it promises to address. The government says working with the Australian government wants to establish a workable arrangement and one that safeguards the integrity of the sovereignty of Tuvalu. There's anger among non-government organisations at a World Trade Organisation meeting in Abu Dhabi. In the past, there's been a large contingent of civil society groups given access to the gathering of the world's trade ministers. But this year, that's not happening. A representative with the Pacific Network on Globalisation, Adam Wolfenden, says his colleagues have been detained for handling information for handing information to journalists and taking photographs, which is creating an air of uncertainty. We've sent a letter to to the WTO Director-General. I know this has been raised by a number of governments, including New Zealand. The concerns around the way civil society participants are being treated, and yet there's still no clarity. And if anything, it feels like the way that we are being dealt with by local security is escalating. Fiji Prime Minister Sitiveni Rambuka opened the Great Council of Chiefs meeting this morning by reminding Indigenous leaders that their journey to reinstatement had not been an easy one. As Fiji One News reports, Rambuka says the GCC was reinstated last year, 17 years after its suspension and 10 years after its disestablishment. Mr Rambuka also asked the chiefs to remember that they are the leaders of all Fijians, not just Indigenous peoples. The Minister of Community Government in the autonomous Papua New Guinea region of Bougainville is putting pressure on mining giant Rio Tinto to rectify the negative effects of mining at the Panguna site in the centre of the main island. Over a billion tonnes of waste tailings were released directly into nearby rivers during the operation of the Panguna mine between 1972 and 1989 which residents say compromised water supplies and food crops. Rio Tinto is no longer the owner of the mine, but is being held responsible for the environmental and social damage caused. Following a formal complaint, Rio Tinto is now funding an independent environmental and human rights 
legacy impact statement. But Theo Nila Roka Mudbob says that's not enough. Real Tinto coming onto the round table, making some real concrete commitments will only heal the people. And when it heals the people, it's a win-win situation for company's reputation and my future generation as well. 1.8 million US dollars has been given to the American Samoa Power Authority to conduct a water supply study on the largest island, Tutuila. The Power Authority is in charge of the water supply infrastructure on the island, which is susceptible to salt water intrusion. The partnership with the US Bureau of Reclamation looks to identify ways to adapt to the efforts of climate change and rising sea levels to ensure a resilient water supply for future generations. The director of an environmental charity in Rarotonga says the term mineral harvesting being used to describe deep-sea mining is greenwashing. The Cook Islands government last week approved allowing the term mineral harvesting to be used when referring to collection of nodules. The Ipurik the Ipukarea Society director, Kevin Passfield, says it's premature because nobody knows how damaging deep-sea mining will be. It is mining. Why try and downgrade the impacts of it by calling it mineral harvesting? I mean, that's the obvious reasoning behind it. They don't think it's a very significant activity, but they haven't even finished doing the environmental impact work to know whether it's a significant activity and how significant that activity will be. New research reports that women in Tonga are prepared to move away from the kingdom due to adverse climate challenges impacting their communities. It's part of a program commissioned by New Zealand's Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade. Christina Persico has more. A small team from the University of Waikato is leading a two-year project about how climate change affects people departing their homelands in Tonga and Samoa. Project lead Laura Vaioleti told Pacific Media Network a survey with 600 respondees revealed there was particular interest from Tongan women to leave the kingdom, a gender difference not reflected in the Samoan respondents. She says the younger population was definitely more keen on moving, but a lot of people were very steadfast in wanting to stay. Their findings also showed climate change mobility was already in motion and communities expected inevitable displacement. In Aotearoa, New Zealand, News Hub, formerly known as 3 News, has been scrapped. The broadcasting minister says she's not concerned about plurality of media in New Zealand following the announcement. Warner Brothers Discovery informed more than 200 staff this morning it was planning to shut down newsroom operations from June 30th. Melissa Lee says it's very sad and will come as a shock to staff. She says the way people consume media is changing. We're no longer sitting in front of the television box watching the news at 6 o'clock. People are consuming media more on their um, um, mobile phones, on their iPads, um, on digital platforms as well as you know, on, on their computers. In world news, U.S. President Joe Biden and his predecessor Donald Trump have won their respective primaries in the state of Michigan. The ABC's Barbara Miller reports.
Donald Trump is more than 30 percentage points ahead of Nikki Haley, his only remaining challenger in the race to be the Republican presidential nominee. Ms Haley has vowed to continue her fight until at least Super Tuesday next week. Joe Biden has won by an overwhelming majority, but early results there suggest a notable minority of voters have chosen to protest against the president's support for Israel by checking uncommitted. Michigan, a key swing state, has a relative high percentage of Arab Americans. In Australia, the catastrophic fire there's a there's a catastrophic fire danger in Victoria's west as hot conditions put authorities on high alert. The ABC is reporting residents from a bushfire warning zone in western Victoria have been told it's not safe to return as firefighters continue battling a large blaze northwest of Ballarat. Total fire bans are also in place across South Australia with hazardous fire weather conditions predicted from the limestone coast to the mid-north. In sport, Fiji rugby legend Vilimoni de la Salle has called for the removal of Fiji Sevens coach Ben Gollings. It comes following an unimpressive performance by the Flying Fijians at the Vancouver League of the World Rugby Seven Series last weekend. It's the latest failed campaign of the defending Olympic champions who have not won a competition in the series since the Toulouse Sevens in 2022. Dallasal told the Fiji Sun that Gollings has underperformed. Gollings became coach in 2021. Australia's rugby union, in partnership with the Australian government, will deliver a four-year investment plan worth over nine million US dollars to support high-performance athletes in Pacific Island nations. Rugby Australia says the initiative aims to create pathways to increase Pacific representation in elite rugby and strengthen Pacific national teams. In a statement, Australia's Pacific Minister, Pat Conroy, says a crucial part of the funding is to support pathways for women in rugby. Former Crusaders flanker Sione Talitui will captain Moana Pacifica in his season debut for the team against Fiji's Ndrua in Melbourne this Saturday. Coach Tana Umanga has lauded the 26-year-old Tongan international who first entered the Super Rugby season for the Blues in 2018. Umanga confirmed the team has been hit hard by injuries and illness with 13 players unavailable for the second round. Star players Miracle Failangi Samuela Funaki and Alamanda Motunga are among them. And there are no Pacific Island teams in the latest top 10 World Rugby rankings list. Fiji, who were on 10th spot previously, have now been replaced by Italy, who climbed from 11th spot following last weekend's round of Six Nations matches. New Zealand are ranked third with Australia at number nine. South Africa remains world number one. And that's the latest news and sport for RNZ Pacific. You can read more on our website, rnzi.com. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.